Welcome, everybody, to the CFB God Podcast. And yes, I say God, and as I'm emphasizing it, <laughs> I am your host, Ian O'Brien. Welcome to this episode, first ever episode, actually. And man, we are in like, what are we in now? You can't even discuss what week it is right now in college football, or what we just finished up. Because, you know, it's like no one really has a week right now. I mean, there's some that are on week 9, technically. There's some that are only on week 2. Uh, the Pac-12's not even on week 1 yet. Same thing with the Mac. I mean, you can't tell what weeks there are anymore in college football. So I just think every week it's week unknown. And this was week unknown part number... I'm just going to say, like... Uh, 10 or something like that, <laughs> week unknown part number 10, because we don't know what's going to happen, but usually, so this is how it happens. What I'm going to do here is sometimes my future thing for this podcast is to at least have a guest on, to at least possibly bring back Jim Weber, uh, who I did a podcast with, you know, he was the founder of Letterman, Letterman Row. Um, I want to get a few other uh, big stars on too, you know, that are around the you know, some are like real Buckeyes fans that are on Twitter. I know most of them, uh, since I'm right with Scarlet and Game, maybe get some people too. But for now, it's just going to be me. And that's how we're going to do this as the mic's kind of um, chirping in the background. So I'm going to lower it a tad. Yeah, you know, as you can hear, that's a headset. That's not pretty, so I don't know why that's doing that. But we'll just we'll just keep it here for now. We'll just keep it here for now. Uh, put it like this. I'm just going to adjust it a bit. But let's go over real quick just mostly the top 25 for today. Starting with Clemson, of course, if you didn't, I, if you were living under a rock the whole time, uh, we will have known that Trevor Lawrence did not play, and he is out next week also against Notre Dame, which is a big game due to testing positive for COVID-19. Now, of course, in 2020, you test positive for COVID-19, then you are basically on watch, as they say which means you will not basically be able to practice a bunch. You'll have to be in quarantine for at least 14 days or so, 10 to 14 days. And you would probably have to be in virtual meetings instead of just going to regular meetings. So I think that's what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. But in this game, he had his replacement, and man, is his name something else. DJ Galili. It's Galili. It's Galay. Uh, people have been pronouncing it either way. I'm just going to go with Yui Galili. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. So DJ, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't because you don't even know who I am. You don't even know that the show started. Um, if I'm butchering your name, man, just we'll talk about it. Let's grab a coffee and we'll talk about it together. But um, this young dude who apparently was also, I'm not sure on this, but he was apparently also maybe like a, a five star at one point in high school. A freshman and for a first game basically coming in last minute he didn't do half bad I mean the dude completed basically almost every percent of his passes um he only he had a QBR of 90.6 you know over 300 yards and two touchdowns however Clemson's defense which is really usually which is usually one of the best defensive um one of the best defenses in NCAA football, had a bit of a struggle today. You know, 
They gave up 28 points to Boston College. Boston College was up at one point of this game, 28-10. to 10. And it wasn't until the third quarter where Clemson finally got stuff rolling. One of those was, in fact, a Clemson uh, fumble that they had. And that was returned by uh, Brandon Sebastian all the way for 97 yards for a BC Eagles touchdown. But afterwards, it just got, I think, um, it was just a slow start. You know, you had to adjust with, like, no Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, your defense had to adjust with that, too. Basically, is saying, okay, we have to maybe do something here. Uh, you know, I don't, we're probably not, you know, we need the win somehow without Trevor. But they found DJ, and, you know, he did the rest of the work there in the second half. And you also had Travis Etienne still there, too, who actually, this game became the leading rusher in the ACC, so um, congrats to Travis Etienne, uh, definitely a first-round pick in the draft. You know, people were wondering, why come back? Why not go to pro? But because he wanted to do something like this. He wanted to be the leading rusher, rusher in the ACC. And I was accomplished that. Now the goal is to go win a championship the final time and then go pro. Which I think is honestly a good move by him. I think, you know, it's a good move as of now. I think because you want to win a championship again, that you should be able to do that. But that's the game right over there. Uh, Yurkovac for... So, Yurkovac had two touchdowns for Boston College. He was meh. Uh, how about a Joe Tessator's son, though? I'm going to... I don't know if I can find the exact audio, but Joe Tessator's son drew Clemson offsides early on. And it was really a nice um, welcoming thing, <laughs> welcoming him to the league, stuff like that. So uh, I think it's going to be an ad, but like I want to play the audio because the audio is just amazing. And I just think it's it's really, really emotional. You just hear his father's voice. I mean, I mean here, it is. here it is as I lower that, but here's the audio. Yeah, so that's a nice little audio right there. Father, call, father, calling son right there. Uh, apparently, he plays a lot of positions. He was holder, right? He was holder, quarterback, wide receiver, according to Joe Tessator. Um, well, I'll buy it, I guess, for now. I mean, I don't know the guy. I don't know any of those guys right there. But um, good one for Clemson. You know, Clemson, rocky start, but finished strong. Now they got to get ready for a Notre Dame team that is also undefeated and that is hungry. Remember what happened when Notre Dame made the uh, Final Four in the playoffs? They lost like 30-3 to against Clemson. They want revenge. And Ian Book was part of that game too, so you know right away he wants his revenge. He's hungry for it. Um, so a few other games also in the top 25. Georgia beats Kentucky 14-3. Georgia is... I don't, know, I don't know about Georgia. I think you have to make a quarterback change here soon because... Um, I mean, Stenson Barrett, Bennett, Stenson Bennett, uh, ugh. I mean, seven touchdowns, three interceptions on the year, okay, but he didn't have a good game. He hasn't really performed up to part. Um, Kentucky, they're not having a good year. I feel like with those players they lost, especially one like Lim Bowden, uh, Wilson's hurt a bit. He's, he's banged up. You just can't really do anything if you're the Wildcats right now. But if you're the Bulldogs, this is not a good win. 
and you need to figure out if you maybe have to bring in JT Daniels, maybe start him, or if Bennett's going to be your future quarterback. Because I feel like that you can only win with you have to. I feel like right now you're just using the running game a lot, and that's the biggest thing. And they definitely are, of course, using the running game a bunch because they have Samir White, who had 136 yards on the ground. So right there, you can tell, you can see. They're mostly a run team. They don't care about throwing the ball as much as they do running. Bennett also had a rushing touchdown too. But I just feel like if you want to win a championship, you have to rely on a quarterback. And, you know, JT Daniels was inconsistent too. I'm not going to say was was a great quarterback. No, the dude was inconsistent as well. But in this situation, you might have to go with that change. Uh, how about Cincinnati, first of all? Cincinnati's ranked number seven, the American. They're 5-0. and uh, They are just unreal with their play clo- with their play calling, too. 49-10, Luke Fickle in that group. Man, oh, man. They're up to something. They're up to something big. Don't be surprised if, you know, some of these teams in the top five could fall out. You could possibly see Cincinnati squeeze in, possibly to the playoffs. I mean... As weird as that would sound, I wouldn't deny it. It's possible, but I mean, this Cincinnati Bearcats team right now is looking like what they did back around like the early 2000s and the 2010s. Uh, they are looking like a really, really talented team right now with a score of 49-10 over a Memphis team that usually is good, but they just struggled today. I mean, they were just bad which is something that you don't really see from a team like Memphis. And here's a big one. Okay, so here is a big one. Now there's a quote, now there's a stat today. John Harbaugh is against Ohio State and Michigan State. They said that John I mean that Jim Harbaugh, not not John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is actually a good coach and he has Lamar Jackson, but Jim Harbaugh is now 1 and 6 at home against Michigan State and Ohio State. Yep, against MSU and OSU, he is 1-6 and six right there. And, I mean, ooh, man. If I'm, mid, if I'm the Wolverines, I mean, I know you like uh, Harbaugh a lot. I know he's really good with the players. And I know some – and he could definitely win games, but not when it's like the big ones or, or a rival game and – Right here we see again that when it comes to a rivalry, he just cannot win the game. And that's, you know, they bring you in to beat your rival. You know, if you you can't lose to your rival all these years and expect to be fine. No, that doesn't happen. And not only that, um, new coach Mel Tucker, congrats on the win, by the way. Uh, you know, good win for you guys. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen when Michigan State when um, Mark Antonio left, but... Anyways, going back on track, this is a this is a MSU team. This is a Spartans team that lost to Rutgers. Gargiano Rutgers lost to Rutgers. Rutgers was so bad last year, and honestly, they're not real. They lost to Indiana today, who's now also on a two and zero start. That's not good. That is not good. And coaching comes to that. And playmaking comes to that. And I just think at the end of the season, 
you're you're going to see a change. I think uh, Harbaugh may be on his way out of the Wolverines, but that's my uh, prediction right there. You can have a different one. I just think that might happen. There's no way that you can handle this for any time longer. There's just no way. Another one, number 16. Now, there's been a lot of upsets this year. So Michigan was ranked 13th with the upset. Another upset that happened was Kansas State, those 16th-ranked Wildcats, got demolished at West Virginia. West Virginia didn't even need all their drunk fans, all their drunk student section fans, all them, um, what do they call What do they call them, you know? What do they call them? I forget what the word was. I mean, they, they, it's some derogatory terms I don't want to use, but I mean, you know, I guess manho is one of them. <laughs> I mean, that could be one of them, yeah, but manho for men, and then you also have, you know, the women's, as they say, just like what I said with the manho, except though you replace the man, if you're what, you're, if you get, if you know what I'm getting at, but I mean, they defeated Kansas State 37 to 10. I just. Oh, Kansas State just had a bad, bad game. Will Howard, the freshman, had three interceptions in that game. Uh, they couldn't do anything running the ball as that tough West Virginia defense stopped them every single play. Um, and throughout this game, it was just, man, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was not good. And look at the rushing attempts, too. I mean, the rushing yardage. There were 41 for Kansas State, 184 for West Virginia. Both had five penalties. Uh, one, West Virginia only had one turnover, and that was a fumble. And then there were three on Kansas State, which were all interceptions. So, really, it is a yikes moment right there. As they say, yikes, cuzzo. Yikes, cuzzo, in Deed. And that was, I mean, man, oh man. Now, I'm on Sports Center, and the thing all of a sudden glitched out over here. I'm pretty sure the final score is 37 to 10, but it was saying, let, let me go back here, because the system glitched on me, but yeah, it was 30, it was 37 to 10, but it's saying it was. 72 to 21 over here. That's that's not true. Um, they have a glitch in their system. ESPN not fixing their thing because they're too busy worrying about this election. Go figure. But 37 to 10, West Virginia ended up beating Kansas State. Coastal Carolina, another great win for them. They shut out uh, Georgia State 51 to nothing. They are ranked 20th in the AP pool right now. How about this man right here? Shout out to this man on the year. 11 touchdowns, 1 interceptions. 1, one interceptions. Grayson McCall. Grayson freaking McCall, the GOAT. Number 10. The GOAT. He's better. He's a better number 10 than Mitchell Trubisky will ever be, by the way. This dude is a legend. His QBR is 6th right now. With 80. He has 80. His QBR is a rating of 89. 11 touchdowns, 1 interception. This dude is unreal. And this dude had 5... He, he had 4 touchdowns. And he also had a... Um, he also had a, a rushing touchdown to that. 5 total touchdowns in this game against Georgia State. Georgia State, uh, they're 
okay. You know, I mean, for a school that's in the Sun Belt, you know, Sun Belt teams are besides coastal besides uh, coastal Carolina are not really that good right now, but they are not really a bad bad team when it doesn't come to non to non conference play. Now conference play gets different with them as they I think of too much under pressure. They choke and they start to lose and that's what's happening right now. Because if you look at their win so far, you know, they lost in overtime to Louisiana to Louisiana Raging Canes. They beat East Carolina. Then they lost to Arkansas State, but they beat Troy. So they got a few conference wins there, but you know, they couldn't compete they couldn't finish against Louisiana or Arkansas State. That's why I said they're good when they don't play an all-conference team like East Carolina, but sometimes they can either be up or down when it comes to uh, their Sun Belt opponents, and they've been up and down, really inconsistent so far this season. Let's go to the next one then. Iowa State ends up um, basically winning by 30 against Kansas, 52-22. Uh, I really don't know what else you want me to say about that. Less my less miles. Uh, less miles. I don't know if he should go back to acting. I really think he should because he was a good actor. Uh, when he was in the SEC, he was a good coach. But Kansas is a whole is a whole different story right now. And you know, you had moments last year, but you're back to being the same old Kansas again. You're back to being 0-6. And, and, I mean, to be fair, it was the second most points that they scored all year. I mean, I guess that's a plus. Like, their highest score, their highest scoring game this year was 23 points, and that was in the loss to Coastal Carolina week one. So, I mean, here's a little positive output right there, a positive little thing for you. But besides that, it was, in fact, a big loss. Iowa State, still in the rankings. They're 23rd ranked in the country in the AP poll. Uh, for the two was the final score. Brock Purdy had a touchdown in that game. So not a bad game at all for the Cyclones. There was also... Um, some interceptions that happened. Of course, we saw Kansas had a missed field goal in the game, and because of that, Iowa State had great field percent, a uh, great field position basically throughout the whole day, and they finished strong. They were really good on the run game. How about this man right over here? Uh, Brees Hall had 185 yards and two touchdowns on 21 carries, so they were feeding him the ball all day long. Then you also have to hit their backup running back, uh, Kene, <laughs> Kene Nwagu, yeah, Nwagu, Nwangu, Nwangu, my bad, Nwangu, you know, it's, Nwangu, you know, it's weird pronouncing some of these names, because you guys say Nwangu, Nwangu, and it's a tongue twist right there, but I, I try and, go, I got it at the last second, I got it at the last second right there. This man's a senior. He had 57 yards on the ground. A uh, good chunk from him. Uh, man, if you butcher your name, you know, we can meet for some coffee and talk about it too. I'm all for that. And, you know, we have press down here actually in the campus of YSU. So if you want some press coffee, me and you, we'll five. We'll five. I think we will. 
Some other scores going on. Uh, Notre Dame ended up being Georgia Tech, as we said. Um, it was more of a Notre Dame team that we've always seen. And I would definitely agree with what they said on ABC, where you have to rely on their defenses here. And there's no question about it. You know, you could do good. They're, they have a decent offense. But you got to rely on that defense, and that is guys like Dalen Hayes, He's one of those big. He's one of those big guys. Um, just that Notre Dame defense is really good, and I mean, really, really talented. Sean Crawford's another one that you have to look out for too. I mean, and then there's of course Frosky. I say a Frosky. Well, I say a Frosky. Yeah, I say a Frosky. You gotta look out for all those guys. That defense is tough. Ian Book did have a touchdown. You had the running back, uh, Williams, for two touchdowns in that game. Flynn Meister also had a touchdown, too. So Notre Dame right now is pretty much, you know, they're 6-0. They got to go face a Trevor Lawrence-less Clemson Tigers team. With a tough defense, too, that could give DJ some trouble. So we'll just have to see what happens in that game. Should be an exciting matchup. It's going to be game day, of course, going to be there. Well, quarantine game day, as we say. Because Desmond Howard's not there due to testing positive for COVID-19. But I just think it will be still a great show. And the see Notre Dame and Clemson and just get ready for that, for that game. Shouldn't be bad. Shouldn't be bad at all. As I said before, Indiana ended up being Rutgers 37-21. The Indiana Hoosiers, man. How about Indiana? That team is that team's something right now. I mean, I'm I'm like the Ho- I'm liking the Hoosiers a lot. I am liking these Indiana Hoosiers a bunch. The Daily Hoosier right now is on a roll with this 2 and 0. Oh, I mean, how about this? How about this right here? I mean, you, you can't make this up with this Hoosier team. 2-0. Tell you what. They're liking themselves right now. I think they have a lot of confidence. Indiana, I think, has a lot of confidence in, in themselves. And if we look at Indiana's next few games over here, we're going to see that Indy, that the Hoosiers, you know, they have Michigan. Okay, they have Michigan. There's going to be one that's going to be the 7th. Michigan State, but then they have a big challenge against Ohio State. I think they could beat the Wolverines, and I think they could beat the Spartans. With my Buckeyes, though, that's going to be a big uh, challenge for them. That's going to be a big test right there. That's going to be like you have these little homework assignments, in my opinion, like the like Michigan and Michigan State. Even though Michigan State did just upset Michigan, but I feel like Indiana could still win that game just because of how much confidence and how big they're rolling right now. I feel like that team is like um, you are basically turned in homework. Then Ohio State is like the test. No, wait, actually, these are the tests. And Ohio State's like that final that you have to do. It's that big final. And then, of course, you know, you have rival Wisconsin, which will be in a few weeks, Maryland. I mean, I, Wisconsin, a little bit of rival to them. Then you have the real rival in Purdue that they all talk about, Indiana-Purdue. Uh, Texas end up upsetting Oklahoma State, the sixth-ranked Cowboys, by a final of 41-34. to 
in OT. I mean, they were down at one point by 11. The Longhorns come back. They say, okay, cool, hook them. Joshua Moore caught a nice 15-yard pass from Sam Ellinger to send them home back to Texas with a victory. Sam Ellinger, three touchdowns, continues to show the nation why he should be a quarterback in the NFL. Chuba Hubbard, what can I say, 72 yards. Sanders had four touchdowns, not bad for him. Boise State against Air Force. Now, this game was close for a little bit. This game was close for a little bit. Boise State, the Mountain West just started, of course. Uh, the Broncos, with some nice helmets, are 2-0. They're 25th-ranked Broncos. They were up 28-17 at one point. It seemed like it was going to be close, but then they pulled away with the final score being 49-30. to now, Boise State is looking like they're trying to get back to their old selves in, from the later 2000s to early 2010s. And, you know, we saw a little bit last year, and I think right now they're continuing to do that. But they got a big challenge next week. And that's going to be a Friday game, actually. So, you know, I know there's some high school football on Fridays, but there's a few college games, too, and this is going to be a big one. That would be BYU 7-0 against Boise State, the return of some... Mountain West teams, well, you know, the return of one Mountain West team playing a now Mountain West team. That should be a big one right there. Then they have Colorado State and Hawaii, San Jose State, UNLV and Wyoming. That's their whole schedule. That is their whole schedule right there for eight games. And then, of course, their championship that they have. And probably a bull game. But right now, Boise State's looking real good. And, you know, they will have to be focused for that big task against the Cougars of BYU. How about the Crimson Tide? Shutout win. 41 to nothing. Of course, we all talk about the man himself. That would be Mr. Mac Jones. Four touchdown passes. Really, really good for the junior. Might be another star quarterback coming out of the draft here soon. That might be another star quarterback. You know, Alabama's been known for the running game, never really the quarterback. Then we saw with Tua, we've seen a tiny bit with Jalen Hurts, and now we see with Mac Jones. They're just starting to become more of a quarterback type of team. You know, beforehand, they weren't that. They were more of the run-it-in-your-face type team. Now they're more of the passing. You had, of course, Nigel Harris, who had 100 119, 120 yards. Uh, Rodgers from Mississippi State for Mike Leach's team through two picks. Not a good day for him. Uh, besides that, uh, how about his receivers? Defonte Smith caught basically four touchdown passes from Mac Jones. That's his favorite target. You can already tell. And then you have Patrick Sertain, the second, picking off uh, Williams right there. He picked him off real good. Which led to the final score. I mean, Rodgers, not Williams, Rodgers. But, you know, I mean, I'm a little bit tired right now, if you cannot tell. But he picked off Rodgers, basically sealed the deal 41 nothing. If we go for another few update scores, you had Texas A&M escaping Arkansas. The 8th-ranked Aggies by a final score of 42-31. 
Them Aggies are 4-1. and one. And them Aggies, them Aggies, will have to play South Carolina at South Carolina next week. Florida-Missouri had a fight going in the halftime, and the Corona Bros were upset by far because there, were no, there was no social distancing going on. I mean, there were punches being thrown. Only three players got, got ejected. I thought they were going to throw like the whole field out. They should have thrown the whole field out. I mean, that was just un very undisciplined. Uh, Damon came in as Darth Vader at the end, like he was Darth Vader at the beginning of freaking episode, at the end of episode three, the beginning of episode four. I mean, this dude was on a different level. He was hyping up that, uh, limited capacity crowd, even though the SEC, I know, is letting a lot more people in than they should, and they're going to definitely do that once this election is over. But speaking of with um, Missouri falls to two and three on the year, as the Florida Gators are now three and one, and are ranked number ten. SMU beats Navy fifty-one thirty-seven. How about number fifteen? North Carolina gets upset. At, they are knocked off by for unranked Virginia. Virginia came this game uh, one and one and four. They exit two and four now. UNC will probably be on UNC and Mac Jones will probably be uh, unranked after this. They will definitely be unranked because right now UNC had a major loss right there. I mean, there's nothing really that you can really do uh, much about it. I mean, Mac Brown. Why did I say Mac Jones? Look, I'm so tired right now. I'm in Mac Brown, not Mac Jones right there. But you got, you got Mac Brown. You know, it's the Mac and Mac show. That's how we're going to say it right now. It's the Mac and Mac show. And it's, you know, 147 in the morning because they changed the time here. But, you know, Sam Howell, four touchdowns, just not enough. That defense was just bad for UNC today. A uh, few other games. Oklahoma put up 60s. They put up them 60s. I was hoping they'd get the 69, but they did not get the 69. They beat Texas Tech, though. The 24th ranked Sooners. 62-28 is the final. BYU beats Western Kentucky. BYU is dangerous for a little school like them. They, they could, they're underrated. And they have Boise State, as we said, so that could be a big game right there. That final was 41-10. And how about the following one of the top 25 tonight as this thing keeps on buzzing in my ear? I mean, God damn. Excuse my French, but oh my goodness. I'm going to have to put it like, I'm going to have to put it like this right now because it has to be the he headphones because it wasn't doing this during my interviews, my player profiles. Oh, now it's good. Ohio State, 2-0 in the Big Ten. 38-25 against Penn State. Justin Fields, just impressive again. How about Master Teague was that whole rushing game was impressive for Ohio State. I really do love Trey Sermon. I really do love Kerry Wilson. He had a big carry for I mean he had one carry, but had a big yardage with that. Master Teague is improving every single week. They're not relying on Justin Fields to use his legs as much this year or run much. They're relying on him to pass more with this great O line that they have. And it's been unbelievable to see how they were. As I said, Chris Olafe caught two touchdown passes. Same with 
you know, that was the same thing as well with Jeremy Ruckert. I mean, the junior, like, this is an unreal Ohio State team. And they got Rutgers next. This Ohio State team has Rutgers, Maryland, and then the big game gets Indiana. That should be a good one. Illinois, battle for the Eli Buck, uh, Michigan State, and then at the Horseshoe against Michigan. Hopefully, Ohio State Michigan this year will at least have some limited capacity instead of just having basically no fans there. I at least hope they allow like a little spread out student section a bit, socially distance one. And I just hope that we can see fans there, too, because that's one of the biggest games that fans love to go to. And for Penn State, well, they follow 0-2. They're definitely going to be unranked. They have Maryland. That should be a win. Uh, Nebraska, we'll have to see what happens there. Of course, if you didn't hear about Nebraska, they were not allowed to schedule against Tennessee Chattanooga after Wisconsin canceled their game this week because of about 22 multiple 22 multiple, <laughs> I can't speak right now, but uh, 22 cases. They had 22 cases. Multiple cases. There you go. They had 22 multiple cases right there. And because of that, they are not able to continue. They were not able to play this week, and they have to wait till next week, make sure that they get negative tests by then. But the Big Ten basically said, you know what, Nebraska, you guys wanted football. Donald Trump didn't do anything for us all. He only did like, what, 10% to bring you guys back. You guys were begging me all freaking long as this mic keeps on buzzing right over here. You guys were you guys were uh, bugging me all along. So you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I am going to send you guys to Columbus and get blown out. Then I'm going to have this game canceled. Then I'm going to have you guys play against Penn State, who, yeah, 0-2, but hey. They've been close in their games and could possibly beat you as well. So we'll have to see what happens there in that game. Penn State, I think they get that win. I hope they get a win because I like the Nitty Lions. Of course, I like the Ohio State one, but I, I've, I like James Franklin, Penn State, and all those guys. I just feel like right now that they need to get something going and they haven't had the best start, especially with this conference play only. Uh you know, there's not a lot of FCS schools going on right now. Of course, most of the FCS schools are going to be in the spring due to the whole COVID-19 pandemic. But we do have a few. Uh, Southern Illinois played against Southeast Missouri State. Southern Illinois, of course, is in the Missouri Valley. They are having the mostly spring football season by March, along with Youngstown State and all those guys. But they won 20-17 tonight, well, Saturday technically. Albie Christian beat Mercer, 2017. SF Austin beat West Colorado, 64-7. Central Arkansas beat Missouri West, 52-10 in their game. So there were a few FCS games that were being played. Everyone else is, of course, postponed until the spring, basically further notice. A few other FBS games, if we could get to them. George Southern beats South Alabama 24-17. Fresno State beats Colorado State 38-17. Uh, how about Friday's game? With that, Those were Thursday's game. Friday's games had Maryland-Minnesota. Minnesota's kicker misses the P-A-T and O-T. Antalya, if that's hyper. Yeah, Talia Tekalofia, Tua's brother. I just call him Tua's brother usually. Had a big game there, too, here in Maryland. You know, with Maryland team, I don't know how he will do because Maryland's not that like, the big powerhouse. They're in the Big Ten. They have a lot of tough teams. 
Uh, I feel like, you know, he just wanted to be himself. He didn't want to be, like, in his brother's shadow. So he wanted to go somewhere else. And, you know, he's doing a decent job for Maryland right now. Maryland, you know, they're a young team. They're one and one I think they'll get better. You had, of course, Tulsa beat East Carolina, too. A final score of 34-30. That was a big one right there. 34-30, of course, as I said. Scrolling, scrolling down a bit. How about Auburn being LSU? I mean, man, I don't know what's wrong with I don't know what's wrong with um, Bo Pelini's whole like offensive. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with this defense. I don't know what's wrong with this offense of LSU. But man, oh man, I just I don't know. Appalachian State beat Lu- uh, Louisiana Monroe 31-13. Virginia Tech beats Louisville 42-35. You got Louisiana Tech being UAB and OT and double OT 37-34. TCU beats Baylor 33-23. Northwestern beats has gets one point against Iowa 21-20. Tulane, Tulane with a big one against Temple, and it's their third of the year. They're now three and four. So Temple falls one three by fall of 38-3. The mean green machine of Tulane are back by the looks of it, baby. Uh, Florida Atlantic, <laughs> 124-3. And that pretty much uh, does it right there for most of those scores. And for college football, final thoughts. You know, it was a better, I like how it's getting back to normal. Yes, you know, it's odd to see without the fans. That's no, That's number one. But I feel like it's getting back to normal. You know, just us seeing Big Ten as I'm looking over to my left-hand shoulder and I see the fight that happened. I mean, Dan Mullen, he was just, he was pissed off. I mean, oh my God. But I feel like now, yeah, just like there, you know, we're seeing some fights happening. Uh, we're seeing stuff like that happening. I feel like we're getting a little bit back to normal now. You know, conference play, you know, all these conferences are coming back. Yeah, it's a short season. But just watching your team play without having to wait or without having to wait for the spring is just a thoughtful thing. It's a blessing to have. And I think it just also doesn't distract us from what's going on outside. Because we have a lot of positive thoughts. We need more positivity. But we're not but everyone's been looking at the outside world and just how all this stuff, COVID's been going on, Black Lives Matter's been going on. And all that stuff's really important. But it's always good to just take your mind off of something. And I just think with college football back this year, even though it's different, and, you know, when they're not throwing that propaganda down our throats like ESPN does sometimes, I feel like, in a way, it's an escape. Like, I feel more escaped with this. And I know a lot of people do, too. But that should wrap up right there at the CFB Midnight Show. The CFB God, as I like to say. I'm your host, Dean O'Brien. Yo, catch me anytime for some player profiles on your sports network. But this is, of course, the CFB God podcast. And usually we do this as a midnight. So next time I'm going to have some energy drinks. I'm just glad my mind has a little bit of working left. Like, you know, I said Mac Jones when I met Mac Brown. 
you know, when it's early in the morning, like that stuff happens, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. That was like my only mess up really anyway. Some of the names, maybe I butchered too, but I like calling them by their first name anyways. But, you know, we're pretty much all good for the night. And, you know, it's going to be another big college football week next week. We're technically going to be in week 10, November 3rd to the 9th. We have a few Wednesday games with the Mac with Maction returning. That's gonna be wild. All Maction games are gonna be played on Wednesday. You have Thursdays with Utah State and Nevada, Wyoming, Colorado State. Friday has Miami, NC State, San Jose State, San Diego, BYU, Boise. Then Saturday are a lot of big games, and along with the return, of the Pac-12 too. I mean, it's go time now. College football is officially really, really, it's really back now. You have the 730 game, Stanford, Oregon. That's going to be a big one. I mean, these Ducks are up to something. These Ducks want a win. We could talk about that right now, how bad they want to win. I mean, man, oh, man. Of course, you know, Stanford has struggling season last year. Let's see what they do with this short season. Let's see what they do with about seven games. Guess we'll have to see what happens. But as always, I'm Ian O'Brien, everyone. Stay safe and have a great night.